Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we've got a very special guest, one of my favourite artists out there at this moment in the underground indie hip-hop scene. And we're talking about an underground legend or hip-hop legend generally now in 2023. We are dipping into our Digging in the Crate series, the Mac Homie edition. And with us today, we have got the one and only AJ Swade in the hot seat. How are you doing, my man? Yo, I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate y'all. Bro, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, anyone who's a regular listener to the show will know I've been banging on about Metatron's Cube and Parthian shots and, and just the For stuff sure. we've been bringing out with Small Pro. A lot of good moves have been coming from you. And today we're doing our Digging in the Crate series where you bring a song along and you tell me why you love that song. So you've picked today, thank God, from 2016's HBO by Mac Homie. I started thinking you would never get the picture. I've been telling you everything since age 11. What's the issue? All I wanted was some custom made yards. Isotoners, marijuana, and a custom made car. Thank God. A bad bitch to kiss the scars. Thank God. Mad friction in the fist missing. Smart. I beg my niggas in the trenches live large. I beg you don't forget to kick God. I'm thinking the scene. I'm shaking them folks and I'm touching this paper. Them niggas start beefing with us, so we locking and loading and fucking with lasers. I been on my dean. I bet if I open this cup with the razor. I know I'm falling. I'm focused on letting them know that it's nothing to play with. I can't wait. This is our first Mac Homie episode. You're our first guest coming on to talk about Mac. I would like to know from the start, what is your history with Mac Homie? What is your musical, personal history with the artist? I think that Mac Homie is one of those artists... You know, he was, I think that around the time that Griselda was getting their light and then like Mock and Fahim and a couple of people that were on the fringes of that, I think that was an era when I started getting very excited about music again. You know, even though I was always making music, I felt like they were doing something that was so familiar to the upbringing, but in a very new way. I had that familiarity, mm. but it was also updated and different. So one of the turning, aside from Don't Get Scared Now, right? Classic Griselda project. That was the first time I might have heard Mop, but I was like, all right, word. This is another dude on Griselda. Hey, yo. Wow. I see what it take now. Intelligentsia on some Balenciaga shit with a trade pound. I bet your bottom bitch is a playground. No interrogative, no pocket pitch that cause a nigga to spray rounds. These niggas is brave now. Griselda popping in my opposition, bout to get it with race down. You pussy, you got the juice. I look like pasta noose. I pop it, blicky. Compliment me, don't act aloof. Truth, you fuckers is waste, man. My London fall trends, I talk prints. Paul Prince on your baby mom. Tap dance on raw bricks like I'm Savion. Imagine dark skin. Walk whipping, water whipping with Avion. I blow a bag like Michelle Bennett. I'm never going back, and if you know me, then you mad that I never left. Hey yo, Black Conor McGregor. What you thought was probably a wallet was Vitega with a side of Veneta. I think big like my mama Valletta. Snuck my cousin out the Bahamas in the era. Now he rawer than ever. Hop off the Carnival Cruise Line. Port of Miami, y'all get distorted for juice. Mock just important my family. You scary. I get the eye drop on the cherry. I let the milly belly flop on your skelly, you feel me? 
You run your rice clock like a fairy I keep my mouth shut like a screlly Israelis come out the fucking prostrate On a daily bigger belly You can't stop the wave with a wiretap Brat, you push them out the way like the IMF At that time, it wasn't like he had too much music floating out there mm. I was very captivated So one day, my homie Wolf Tone is like, yo Makami dropped this album on Bandcamp. It is produced by Alchemist. This isn't even uh, HBO. I, I started with Dumb God Homie Edition and I went back. I'm in. Yo. My transformative years was a blur. Statues on the dashboard of a Benz in the dirt. Looking hurt. United States embargo, no cargo. We look tomorrow. Fast forward with friends in the spur. Getting served. That part of what depends on if it's worth a nigga, sir. Crack the daughter on the tens and then I'm purchasing the nerf. Deece in the arms, fresh squeeze, murder in the first. Sweet minister on that heat, burgers in the grub. He dropped this project on Bandcamp. It's $77. You can't even stream it. But Earl is on it, uh, doing production. Alchemist is doing production. And this dude named Sage El Seltzer, which is, you know, we know who that is now. But um, yeah, I heard all of that and I was just like, wow. And then from there, I went back into HBO. Because if you do remember HBO, I believe you can only get it on CD. And it was like $280 a CD. Yeah. Me. I went from snow beast to pompano beats, no relief, I'm in my auntie house beat, I'm on the low, I'm nothing sweet, fuck the beast, pune, peace, I'm on the street, fuck your IG, my face card is G, FDIC, allow me, I had the clock bank robbers or Kavazi, I wait outside your house and watch you like the Stasi, this that Davy Crockett, raccoon tail rap. L crack, gross house is getting popped off, we sent your mail back. These are things is like, you know, the... The game, we're, we're in the midst of rap music being in the model of we're going to put stuff out on SoundCloud and maybe we'll make money off of a feature or off of a show. Mm. It wasn't necessarily somebody for me got very, like me got very excited because it seemed like you could make this real skill based music and it's about the music. It's not about the identity. Mm. It's not necessarily about like, you know, the image of the music, which I think in a way that's kind of what dudes like Mocking Woods and them do. It was just brand new to me and I was super excited. So by the time I found HBO or ran that a million times, there was one song on that album. And this is in the very early part. I credit a lot of these songs. I credit HBO, Dumb God Homie Edition and Rosebud's Revenge mm. as being like very big parts of the soundtrack of my first year in Seattle, living in Seattle. Chase money, taste bubbly, aches. I get the shakes, takes more than cocaine to numb me. Bang ace, age with grace, but I ain't grumpy. 44 bulldog, no time to raise puppies. Uh, as a youth, I was a drifter. Can't touch, you keep the dunks, I'm not a hipster. Forever thug and break the oath, I sent a hole to get you. Bad bitch, squeeze the cold like a bulk stricter. Might cop the lotus, but I've outgrown it. Barrel smoke, my targets is never out of focus. Me and my lady slow kiss, low in the hot tub, soaking. Michael Bolt, soft word spoken. So I will always associate those projects with that time because it was a big transitional period. I, I was kind of in limbo with uh, the type of music, the state of the, of the rap game at the time, you know, uh, which I feel like was kind of having an identity crisis. It was super homogenized to this kind of renaissance that was in a very, very, very early. So I just, you know, 
those those songs and those projects got a very special meaning to me. Yo, 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 just interrupting this episode to hit you up about our Patreon, a place where you can support the show, get even more dope rap chat from us, help us grow and bring more of this rap nerdiness for your ears. Check out patreon.com or crate808.com for hours and hours worth of bonus monthly episodes for as little as buying the crew lunch every month. You have got on there a stacked Wu-Tang Clan series going through every single solo member's catalogue from Ghost killer and raekwon all the way to jizza and odb and honestly it's some of the best rap discussion on the woo out there so do peep that also once a month we bring you episodes on mf doom and jadezilla as well as reviews on naughty's classics like deltron 3030 stillmatic stankonia the ecstatic and so many more we even dig back into the 90s rap golden era and unearth some hidden gems that deserve more love big up the likes of diamond d the lynch mob godfather Don funk dubious and more also whilst we're here we want to ask one more favor from you if you could please rate and review the show on any podcast platform and also vote on the polls on spotify if you scroll down from the episode description it all helps us grow also you can subscribe now via spotify or apple so please do click subscribe as well and another thing check out our spotify playlist it's in the show notes our favorite current songs are all there for you so please get involved in any way you can and help us grow this show now now let's get back to the regular programming. I just want to take you back then to that beginning yeah. of what you said there, where you said like um, what these guys were doing as a crew, Griselda, you, you name check there, but Mac as well and Fahim, all this crew, you said they were doing something that was common that you had heard before that you could relate to, but they were doing it in a more modern way. I was wondering mm-hmm. as an artist, what was the thing that you related to that you think they were harking back to, but what was the thing that they were doing that kind of made it more modern? Could you put your finger on that? Oh, for sure. Cause they all do it in different ways. Uh, each of the members. Mm. And I think, uh, the familiarity is more so the backdrop, right? And it's like, there's the familiarity of like the woo kind of element. But then, you know, I was super big into Reloaded, uh, Rock When That Dropped. Mm. But the subject matter and the new flows, I feel like, especially with somebody like Mock, there were new flows a lot. It wasn't necessarily about rhyming on the floor. It was kind of like from the perspective of the rap as an instrument and vocals as an instrument, there was a new kind of swing. Mm. So I think that's like Mock's contribution to the modernization of it. Whereas like somebody like Westside Gun is very good with having like older sounding backdrops or more traditional sounding backdrops but constantly making reference to modern pop culture mm. modern fashion um modern lingo you know as opposed to when you listen to some of the foundation of the rap not to call anything dated because everything is timeless but the lingo and certain deliveries and certain cadences is kind of what makes a song a classic hip hop song recognizable within the first five seconds of hearing it. Even the way it's mixed, you know, like even the way that dynamics in music work now, where it's not the way that a Tribe Called Quest song was mixed is not the same way that even if you're working from home, you know, I feel like me doing my best job of mixing from home is almost equivalent to how the top of the notch song might have been mixed during that time period for the budget. Yeah. So there's just many things that make it modern, but you just kind of feel it when you hear it. It's like 
the, the people love familiarity because it's easy to be like, oh, this brings back a certain feeling that was gone for a minute. But it hits a little bit harder when I could go to my dad or somebody from that generation and be like, yo, check this out. You're always complaining about rap. You're always complaining about this. Like, this is kind of, it's not the same. Like, you know, this ain't the same as mm. Gangstar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you have those people in your life that you have these arguments with, by the way? You know, the people that are like, that, you know, the people who are a bit more like raps kind of dead i've heard this said a few times in my circles for sure like, so do you have that in your in your social kind of network system my social network not necessarily because it's like it's interesting because like everybody's so different I, the person i go back and forth the most about these things is like is my dad because mm. he he my parents my parents were teenagers like in the midst of hip-hop becoming a thing right so mm. My dad be having these opinions. So I'm always, it's always kind of me going like, yeah, but check this out, but check this out, you know, because mm. lovingly he's kind of a hater when it comes to like a lot of rap. So it's funny enough, I showed him millions and millions of, of different people doing this shit around the time it was first blooming, but he's just like, a, surprisingly and interestingly, he's really big into RJ Payne. Oh. And I think... Yeah, so it's just funny out of all of these people, I noticed that people from his particular age group, and this is no slight on RJ Payne, because, you know, he is a little bit, they love RJ Payne because he does that updated sound in a flow that's very familiar to them. It mm -hmm. doesn't, it's a lot, it's real punchline heavy, and it doesn't deviate from the traditional formula, mm. you know? You have hit a hot topic word right there, bro. That's exactly the artist my older friends cite, RJ Payne. He's a and I really like RJ Payne. I absolutely see where they're at with it. I also have that kind of uh, time in my life where hip hop wasn't bringing me the weirdness apart from, aside from a few artists out there, Doom, Madlib, sure. Dilla's beats were kind of weird, those kind of things. Uh, but I remember that being around, but it wasn't really until I think Space Ghost Perk was one of the first and like no, Space Ghost Perk is is let go. Right? So I guess we getting married now, like Mariah Carey now. We belong together, me and music forever in every weather now. Flyer than a feather now. If a girl wanna settle down, then I never ever let her down. Me. Give it the Down. Shout out to Perk. Yeah, I remember hearing him for the first time thinking, I want to latch onto this feeling. And obviously, I'd future around the same time, maybe a bit before Earl. So, this is interesting when Matt came around. I'm wondering for you, new, this is a kind of a 90s show we do, but we've morphed into like underground hip hop that's what we're into. Sure. I was wondering, new, new listener comes to you today and they've never heard Mac before. How would you describe his work or maybe lay out the foundation for them? before they were to listen or convince them to listen to Mac? I feel like I, I very early on, just me being a fan of music, there was a couple people, you know, especially when you're in the midst of making it or being like a contributor, even on mm -hmm. your side, you're constantly trying to recapture that feeling of when you found a great song or when you found a great new artist. And like, you know, that's a feeling that we, ch we chase. Mm -hmm. That's like we constantly are searching because we chase that feeling. And we, we like to kind of be the ones that bring that music back. And uh, 
at least at the time, I could take credit, like as least my friend group for doing that for people like Lil B and Space Ghost Perp, mm. and you know, like the the people who kind of kick off these waves. So, if I had to like try to bring Mach to a new person, I would just say mathematical. Mach is mathematical, you mm. know, and it's like, and it's even eat not easier, but it's funnier because it's like there's a real big crossover, and you'll see it between like people who were into like punk mm. and into this kind of style of underground music as opposed to like the more polished radio accessible stuff. Yeah. And most people who are in the time signatures from more instrumental styles of music or jazz will have a real easy time watching on the Mahami because you go to a punk show, you go to a show that's within a different genre a lot of the times it's not a solid four on the floor head nod. Mm. You might be nodding on the snare or nodding someplace on the tom. People who need that constant four head nod might not gravitate as much towards an artist like Mahami because it might be requiring you to do a little bit too much math in your head. Mm. For me, that's the way I see it. I might be overcomplicating it because obviously they're non-musicians that like Mach, but I think it is one of those situations where it's more of a mathematical thing. And I'll listen to it like from the perspective of like at least we're talking about 2017, 2016 HBO drop. These are different ways of attacking these beats. There's something familiar about these beats, but it's a very different way about attacking it. The content is different. You know, there's a thing about like 90s rhymes, even though we love it dearly, where a lot of the times you can catch yourself rhyming about rhyming. Or, you know, it's like part of rap, you're going to talk your shit. So it's going to be rhyming about rhyming, rhyming about my crew is better than your crew. Traditional things, the competitive aspect of rap. But there's when I just don't think that that's really too much about what this style of rap is at this current point of being a wordsmith in, in this game, you know? Mm. That, that's interesting that you say that because I hear Mac and he is like every he's got so much weaponry he's got so much, he can sure. come at every different angle and i think um the joy of max music is multitudes i've mul like at some points i just like the performance of his lyrics like mm -hmm. the like in this song in particular we'll talk about it in a bit but just like the way he uses his pace like just a thing like that to keep me kind of propelling me forward in the track um but at the same time, he'll have a punchline uh, that will knock me sideways. Like this track lulls you into that. What's it where he says, uh, the motherfucking drugs want to hang us, respect where respect due and disrespect where it ain't then. That whole moment, that's it. Respect should be measured with gloves, the drug dangerous. Respect should be measured with gloves, the drug dangerous. The motherfucking judge want to hang us. Respect with respect doing disrespect where it ain't then. Started thinking you would never get the picture. I've been telling you everything since age 11. What's the issue? And the way it's delivered is in that song, as far as the flows are concerned, ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not even to the point of all the time. It's like, yes, what he's saying is crazy. This is, and this is a thing that I, I think that gets lost on a lot of purists. Um, well, there's a lot of artists out there, a lot of rappers who are generally, traditionally, by textbook standards, great rappers, mm. really great at rhyming words. 
but I think it's not just what you say is also how you deliver and how you say it and when somebody's able to execute both mm. that's the type of stuff that like as somebody who tries to get better every day that's the type of shit that piques my attention you know so mm. you saying like all those bars you quoted with this are crazy but think about the way that they were laid out yeah. on between the drums of the track Mm, yeah the performance of it this is what i mean sometimes just yeah. how he's interweaving through a song he does it stella ray theory as well as another one i'm not in a bomb with the things to which these deaf dumb blonde rappers is confined when they shit flops they'll be hitting gun line because they know if sun don't shine and sun don't shine and all this Rehearses, like if he has it written down for a long time. If I don't know how he works, I'll... you know what I think it is though, and I'm gonna say it because these are people who didn't start getting in that modicum of acclaim until they were already masters. Yes, yes. You know, it's like we, whatever failures and ups and downs that they had, we weren't aware of them at this time. So it's like this, which is something that all of us have. By the time they got their shot, it's already 10, 15 years plus of rapping rapping you know i'm like over the time of that like me i've been doing this 10 plus years and i feel like it wasn't until the last two the ball started rolling mm. and because of that it's like you know people who might enjoy what i do you unlock an arsenal based on things that may have worked for you in the past and things that may not have worked for you you've got more chances and i think that mock might be one of those artists that you know you're doing this even if you're doing it 20 years ago in the lobby mm. you know with your friends it's like you unlock flows flows are like arsenal's a good way to put it like you know there's certain times like less about myself but when you hear a joint it's like you got certain joints off the top of your head like i'm going to use this flow mm. and i can imagine somebody like that like their arsenal is stacked mm. you know and i think like it kind of starts at least for me it's like you know i think like somebody to be able to have that many flows in your arsenal is what makes you a bad man and shit so yeah for you then that's interesting you related yeah. to yourself so i was gonna i was uh, you're, you're you're a lyricist and have you obviously you must have felt yourself get better as you're putting those hours in your craft you're sharpening it you know when you get to, have you had that moment though where you're maybe a bit stuck or there's a bit of a block or there's something where you think i don't know how i'm going to overcome this do you remember a time when that happened before these last two years where you started started to see a role how do you get past that and did you ever have it yeah, I think it happens, but I think early on, you know, a lot of people say I drop a lot of music. I personally don't think I drop too much. I drop like once every, I, I pretty much play in every season. Mm. But um, I think there was times early on, you know, you put, I used to drop at a more, I'm talking years ago, one album a year, then I'm going to do these videos on YouTube and video links back to the band camp. And this is the album that, captures this period of time mm. which is a which might be a longer stretch of time and then i would do that and at my level it wouldn't necessarily get the look that i want right so mm. it's like there's two things you could do 
you can wallow in that, which a lot of people who might have started with me that's not here anymore mm. did. Me, I was always like, I'm going to start the next one, and the next one is going to bring is going to be bigger than the one before it, and it's going to make people go back. Mm. So because I stay focused on the next one, I think is the short answer. And that in those moments where it's easy to sit there and wallow on that current project, that project's not done. You know, like even if I have a video that I might or something of that nature that I felt like this one didn't get the looks it deserved, I'm focused on the next one, grabbing somebody new and sending them back down through the rabbit hole. Mm. So staying focused on the future doesn't necessarily keep me stuck on those things of the present. And, you know, I get validation, not that I'm seeking validation, but from a lot of like people who people are fans of, you know, like I get, like, I know my beats are dope because there's people I look to who make dope ass beats that tell me my beats are dope. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. certain people's favorite rappers are like people I could, I could hit up. Yeah. You know, so that's those type of things where it's like, you need that type of belief in order to keep looking forward. But I, I know my shit is dope. So I just kind of stay buried in the music. I just stay buried in it. And then like in between those times when you hit them blocks and you're not feeling creative, you just got to try to live life. Or I, like I try to go home. I'll go home. I'll go back home for a little bit. I'll go be around some family. Mm. And, you know, it's like one of those things where to me, it's hard to find things to do. That's not making music at this point. Mm. I actively got to go and try to like take myself out of that environment. Yeah. In order, you know, because I, I feel like I stay mad inspired just because I keep seeing people. I see the whole journey from certain people. I don't see people come up and I'll I be super proud of them. Every mm-hmm. years, they let you just know that shit is real. Shit is doable. It's attainable. So yeah, just keep looking ahead. Keep looking ahead. Sure. I love that. I love that, man. Absolutely. And you were saying there about having a break, going to the family. I remember thinking um, there's a lot of references in Max Music to his background, his surroundings, his family. Like there are moments when I feel like I'm getting to the artist and peeling these layers back with everything new that he drops. And I was just thinking back to his whole career and you taking a break when you get a block. I don't know what was going on in his life when like people who are listening, you haven't heard Mac. I think the first registered release is like 2004. So he has been around for a minute but then he didn't drop properly till 2013 ish 2012 2013 and then even then if i remember correctly there was another gap and i'm not sure how much of that had to do with politicking with griselda or whatever it was but 2013 i think it was 2016 he came back into like it's just his life like if you could genuinely look at like a trajectory documentary of mac and i'm sure in 10 years there'll be someone out there who's doing a doc on mac uh, and i just think like that is pretty probably going to be Ty- it's going to be Tyrone the Harlem <laughs> easily. That's the only dude that got that type of access, but I can see that happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but this is what I mean. But I'm here for it because you see where he is now and like the gap is selling for like three thousand dollars. Money make the world go round, banging bitches too, so you need to burn around niggas to get it too. Spit it through the awesome exact stack, critical municipal court clerk. Be begging me to hit it too. Interview with a vampire from Israel and digging his short skirt with ass mad. Difficult 
this and impact that I'm into you, your innermost visions and flashbacks Begin to ooh, take shape Can I enthuse you with a great taste? Wait, wait, I'm advancing to the place Safe, safe, safe I'm not the usual escape A fresh out the zoo I'm looking for a beautiful late day Solomon, he had a whole bunch of plus Grandma said the Bible will extol us Hey, hey That that thing is big up all the people down See, the south This is what I'm talking about This is what I'm saying It's like, alright, let's say that the first run of CDs I ever did, right? Mm. That I was like, all right, I'm going to stop making these CDs myself. I'm going to outsource it. Mm. I still have a couple of those, but the newer joints gone, right? Yeah. Every once in a while, somebody goes back to the older one. So it's like, I might not have made it mm. all in that moment, but I believe enough that it was going to go. Mm. So when you see an artist, like, like you just said, the gap is an old, not accessible album you had to go through means so you had to care enough right to mm. i'm not going to advocate for you know pirating you had to care enough to track these things down and then to move them to you from your computer to your phone mm. it wasn't like just oh me go on streaming and get these mm. there's an element of especially younger me wanting everybody to hear your music you want your music to be for everybody, whether you want it to be popular or not. You want everybody to hear it and take it, take what what they will. Hmm. This dude kind of put up a wall from the jump and was like, you have to seek it out. You have to come to the source. Like the music has to be so good. Hmm. It made it about music being good. We, we were like in an era where it was like all the superficial shit towards the end of the SoundCloud stuff. And I'm not knocking nobody, but then, the tastemakers became fools like no jumper and all of this shit that 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 was all about everything but the music but to make music so undeniably good mm. that you can't even stream it you can't even it is a whole nother thing and before i start rambling i think because of that time period of like the first one being there 2005 break 2013 break mm. it becomes more about like i've been doing this for x amount of years so I don't even, you either going to fuck with me or you not. Yeah. These are the only things that could come with years of experience and years of knowing yourself to be like, I've been doing this so long and I found other means to make sure I'm good. So I don't necessarily care if everybody has access. I'm just drawing the line right now. Mm. So yeah, there's it, different, different ways of attacking the game. You know, it's interesting because there was only one way for so long. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what's inspiring as someone on the sidelines watching the, like being in hip hop culture, but my, seeing the artists I love, how they've had to adapt to the business, to the shifting musicals landscape, to streaming, this direct consumer model that yourself, uh, Bandcamp, I mean, big up the Bandcamp people out there. I know there's been massive layoffs as well. So big up all those people. Sure. It's such an essential kind of avenue for people like us, the heads, the geeks, you know, the, the nerds who want to really get into it. That's what makes our lives a bit better to live. But, you know, and then we, we cross pollinated. I'm going to throw myself in that group because, you mm. know, somebody like me, I could bring that to all the, the people, you know, I'm the music nerd. Yeah. Everybody else around me, but I could bring that. We're the ones who cross, cross pollinate. You're the ones who allow, like, mm. uh, for example, Chief Keith was the man in Chicago. There you go. It wasn't until Pitchfork and then Lil B did the remix that mm. that the music geeks cross pollen, you know, created that thing where the artists can diffuse from underground into yeah. these situations. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's it's a mad world on how it all is connected and works now. The industry, I hate calling it the industry because it feels like there's an indie. I just love the indie artists, what they're doing, man. I, I big big you all up. You know them indie, them, them major dudes. They know what time it is too. They be listening to everybody, bro. They be stealing. Ma- Ma- Mac Mac and Jigger. This is what I'm talking about. The mythology yeah. of this guy, Rock and Jigger. And I know Jigger mm-hmm. is kind of dipping his hands more into this, but let's not sleep. JLX has this is great. This is, yeah, JLX does. And this is one of them things where it's like, you know, you listen, Act 2 didn't drop until X amount of years later, but it's, it's, this was, the, I feel like it's right at home mm. with the release of today. Mm. JLX, you know, I mean, but, you know, I think that's, I think it's dope. You see the situation with Jay Z pretty much. These are the people who kind of pioneered the style in one way or another. Rock Marciano is the godfather of shit. Yes. I believe that Griselda was able to take that in a way, plus other things, and bring it to a level that Rock at the time couldn't do by himself. Yeah. Mock is like the business, the Nipsey hustle of this shit, mm. lazily. Yeah. You know, lazy comparison, but it's like in whole being somebody who's aware of all of that through people around him or not, it's really dope. Mm. I'm not going to speak out of place, but Jay-Z in the Rockefeller era was very much known to not allow from artist's mouth, and you never know people around him to necessarily be bigger than him. Mm. Kanye West is his own animal, you know, but to mm. see the industry dudes can choose to ignore this shit, mm. it's dope to see Jay-Z pretty much doing what he does for each of these instrumental players. And I, I don't think it's over. No. You know? No. There's more people that these people are aware of that mm. they're going to have to, it's going it's, to, the lines are going to get very blurred within the next two years. Do you think? Mm. For sure, because the concept of the word underground is like, it, it changes a lot, right? So it was like, I was even talking to my girl about this. I'm like, Tyler Creator is an underground artist. <laughs> Of the dances, I told him to quit bitching. It says in the fucking hotline for a fucking shrink. She already got mine, and he's not fucking working. I think I'm wasting my damn time. I'm clocking three past six and going postal. This the revenge of the dicks. That's nine cocks that cock nine. This ain't no V Tech shit or Columbine. But after bowling, I went home for some damn adventure time. He's, he's bigger than a lot of these people, right? But mm. when's the last time you heard him on the radio? When's the last time? You was out shopping in Macy's. This goes for a multitude of people. Mm-hmm. So, yo, these are these are these type of joints, and I, you know, I'm going off on a tangent right now. Please do. I love where it. Where the moment somebody like Drake decides that they want to go independent, the moment when somebody of that caliber decides that they want to go independent, mm. it's over. Because what is the what does the word indie artist mean? Even if they have a major distribution from a Sony or whatever, like yeah. the, the definition is going to constantly change, and those lines are going to get blurred within the next two years. Mm. Our people who we were fucked two years ago, our first guy hit to you was from interviews of people that are playing tours in the big venues now. Mm. Straight up, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty mad. It's it's pretty mad in how the growth is so. I don't know. I I, I hope. I really do hope all the people like yourself who are putting this work in 
get that due. You know, some, whatever their goals are, whatever your goals are, whatever it is, I, I, I'm here for people to reach those goals. And I just think, I, don't, I never knew what Max kind of like blueprint was when he first come out. It's just, I, I almost feel like he's a fully formed, like I know he loves film. I know he painted the artwork for this, like HBO. He's painted art. He is an artist beyond just the form of hip hop, I feel, which is sure. also a very interesting thing that just informs his mythology. And there is a mythology around Mac now. And I, and I don't know if he, he wanted it to be that or not, but he's fierce identity plastered across his face, but you don't get to see his face. It's the same thing yeah. with Doom. As soon as you're going into the arena and having a new persona or not not being your Woods is another one automatically there's a mythology around it because we can project our own thoughts and feelings onto your work without you know you portraying it like you know I don't know how to put it in better language but nah yo it's true that's what I'm saying it makes it just about the music yes. which is really crazy because it's like yes. the image rule the image it becomes an image in a way obviously but mm. image rule the game for so long, where it's like there was a moment, especially 2016. I think 2016 was a very pivotal year for a lot of things changing mm. because SoundCloud went mainstream. The figureheads of that era, this is where the radio was headed, right? And then the figureheads of that era died. Mm. Keep it real, you know, like there was three of them. I'm not going to linger on names. Mm. There was an era where the game was kind of in, lim in limbo. All these industry plans were popping up image ran it so to just make it about the music and then you know like you said fully formed artists there's kind of like a Sotheby's auction house kind of situation going on where it's like if you want this piece of art you know like you either go to the library and see it or you got to buy it for yourself there's no in between mm. so yeah i mean you know Sorry. No, no. Uh, sorry to jump in there, but it just had to interject with something I'd read of Mac talk in the fader did a really good three part special, just looking into, you know, just talking to him. And I thought there was a really interesting moment. He talks about creativity and his own thoughts on creativity. And then say so they asked him about, um, paying 300 pound, $300 for, uh, a tape. Yo, you know that's five hundred dollars. Three hundred pounds. Like four hundred, like four twenty. Yeah, four twenty. But on eBay now they go for crazy money, you know? So it's yeah. like you see it now. And he put it this way, and this is what I thought was really interesting. His thoughts on the role of music in our lives and not the image, but the music is he says, ask yourself what you would pay for one hour of happiness. Would you pay $300 yeah. for one hour of happiness? Now, if I told you that one hour of happiness, that one hour where you could be transported outside of yourself, what if I told you that was infinitely repeatable by you whenever you chose to do it again with no limitation on it, and other than you having the time to listen to it. Yo, let me tell you something about that line, because that shit has made me make some ridiculous purchases. <laughs> there's, been many, <laughs> there's been many times where it's like, especially with video games, I think about that line. And yeah. I'm sitting here like, shit, am I going to go spend $20 to go to, to the movies and VI for two hours and get some popcorns? Or am I going to catch this little video game on sale and get 50 hours of entertainment? So I do remember... I do remember that line, and I think that I've used that line to justify some in impulse buys. <laughs> I love that you have that line in your head, because it's yeah, so true. Yeah. And essentially, it comes down to, do you think one hour of happiness is worth the 
music than what you've paid for the music. It's just that simple. And I think that is... Add on to that shit too is that when you buy it, you listen to the whole album. You don't take oh. it for granted. It's not like streaming. When when I used to, I was thinking about this the other day. Before streaming was so popular, when I used to have to download zips and move every joint to my phone, mm. I was even more likely to listen to the whole project. Now that we don't have to carry none of it with us, it's real easy to mm. hit next if the first thirty seconds ain't going your way. Yeah. So also buying that music you're more likely to be like, I spent this. I want to sit through the whole entire thing and get everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop the other nerds, the conspiracy nuts delving in and taking the shine away from the music. Sometimes I've been on TikTok videos and I was t- where they're talking about who is Mac homie. He's an extra in hunger games. He runs a farm. Yeah, he yeah. Does, you know, we see all this and it's fun. It is fun. But at the yeah, end of the ice, day, iceberg video coming soon. Yeah. 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 And it's just got everything down. That's exactly <laughs> where this is going to go. Exactly. And yeah. I think the mystery of Mac, it kind of really helps. We've not even talked about this song yet. We might as well get to the song now. Uh, the, the song is, Self. Thank God. I'm about to reach another level. I could taste it. It tastes like grapes and what the whole entire Hennessy ate for fake shit. I know some niggas got deported off a statement. So you telling me Asians tell on other Asians? Some niggas faking. I know some niggas got recorded off a wavelength. My cousin Jay and my cousin DD. My cousin D Lo and my cousin Stevie. Willie. Wheelie, yo, my don't probably drop man. And if she really, really a queen, then she gon' watch what a king say. It's feds on the corner in that rock with the stingray. So first of all, I just want to kick off with you on that front. All of Max's ridiculous history. Why was Thank God the one you picked to talk about? So like, as we keep talking about that time period and like the way that music was adjusting, mm. if you notice the first verse of Thank God very much belongs on a track beat not belongs but you can drop the whole backdrop and put some rolling hats i think it's a good not even for me because you know i kind of come from this shit but if somebody was necessarily into that style of music and i wanted to bring them over here Mm. it's like all right this first verse right here is everything that you might be familiar with right now i got your head in inside of the beat mind you hypnotic beat the beat is ridiculous the beat you know, obviously these are all great people, but I think that the, the beat is what keeps you hypnotized. I think it was, was that August? Was that August for nine? Mm, August for nine. Yeah, big August. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think that that first verse is something that was very familiar at the time with the with kind of like that rolling hat type of flow done in his style, but still very crisp. You know, you could tell like it wasn't half-assed at all. And then it there was a multitude of flows within that song on top of a very hypnotic beat. Mm-hmm. And then you get a kind of a melodic hook. There's a lot of different, I feel like there's a lot of genres, not genres, because that's kind of limited, but a lot of styles of vocalization within that one track. And the beat is great. So that's what else can you, one flow, another flow, I think another eight bars in, sing song hook, tradition, more traditional type of flow, but still doing wild swings and pocket on the second one. There's a lot as a nerd for music and like, making music not even just hearing music like mm. it's hard to hear a song for me without breaking it down it takes the enjoyment out of like non-music makers like my girlfriend and shit listening to music with me because mm. it's like i gotta break some shit down and put it back together yeah that song is dense within that little time period that 
it's, it's, it's high level of skill, you know, mm. makes it look easy. He does. That's exactly what it is. He makes it look easy. And I think, I think he's got better as he's gone on. I would say for sure. pray for Haiti is just unreal lyricism on that whole, mm. one of the best wrapped projects I've ever heard, I would say. And it's been a few years. I'm calling it now it, already. That is up there. I'm repping it right it's now. A, it's a modern class. It's a modern classic. 100%. 100%. 100%. And, um, you know, they, those guys are all super prolific. So it's not like, you know, throwing out that term for all of them, but they all do got there. Each of them has a classic. Yeah. My God, my, my God more than one though. It's, it's, it's safe to say my God, two undeniable classics. Are we going down this road? Because I would say... Oh. HBO? HBO definitely, HBO definitely, pray for Haiti definitely. The Gat, I can see the Gat being also. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's an underground classic more than a renowned classic, but pff, God, yeah, no, he's he's got so much music. It's like Woods as well, like you talked about earlier. The Gat is like a cult. The Gat is a cult classic. I was just cult thinking classic. about it. it. It's a cult classic because there's like a group within the group. Mm. That really, really love that project. Apprentice said, teacher, screwdrivers, how to mimic car keys and flathead. It's all the RD, but it's golly just a ghetto nigga with resources. Book your barriers and entry and your asymmetric information. Talk is unagently. Credit card, the door, keyless entry. BE let me up in this bitch. Don't send me fucking TNT. Tuesday and Thursday, we pumping. Actually, it's Monday and Wednesday night, nothing. Super got a stupid Mac, looping with the Ruger brother. I tell you, most teachers never saw a student. I think that is a very interesting project and I think it's a, not a difficult project but the level of difficulty mm. in rhyming I think that is it's a complex project yeah I don't think that it's very easily for me it's not something I want to listen to all day I think it's a great it was a great display of skill mm. for a good sit down to absorb it for me but it's not one that I really not the one but like dump god though like dump god homie edition that's another one that i know that people Yo. put up there party views you spank me later for the gory truth best way to get away is probably through boku host choose gangsters players if they gators don't choose oh zoo i take it if it make it song blue you gotta hydrate heat up the pussy like side day Gussy up the rookie like Bombay. We winning, dimming privacy blinds in a chalk rape all shape. Keep grinning hijabs in the crawl space. All say Lorraine, geese padding over bar place. Causeway speeding East Capital and Lacrosse gang. Ball main, vegan cheese slathered over shark steak. PSC and G to Gleese rashing off the frog legs. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with that one is that it's so hard to get your hands on it that around the time that. Yeah. He's really started popping off. There's a lot of people who still might not be aware of that project. Mm. You know? Yeah. I no. think that if it did ever get the chance to get a proper re release with the vinyl and everything, people would go back and be like, wow. Yes. 100%. You know? it's, it's maybe the exposure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The heads who know, know, mm. but it is that exposure to like something like, I suppose, his, yeah, Pray for Haiti, probably his being his most widely released. I never knew, never. Calendars chalk is high talk. You palm a lot, boy. You monk with bow wall. You monologue, you pummel outdoors. You taunt us down pure. What happened to your barbershop quart? You pouring out quote. MC killer, mutton chops and mint, huh? Chimmy cherry, peri peri, busting out of the bread. You not dread. Nigga, them fashion twists. Got son of a jack who's pissing. Cool whip in the bathroom. Listen. 
take this doggy bag with you And don't forget to kiss the ring you might live through Another elliptical dip into I'm in my bag, nigga I know more people yeah. I know have heard that album And probably only sure. that album Because it's just, maybe it's just because it was available on streaming from Jump And, and these... also, you know, very, very clean Very, like, as far mm. as, like, some of that mix some, To certain people, those the mixes of the older ones might be kind of off-putting Yes now you can tell listeners are starting to get more knowledgeable about these things because mm. everybody's a rapper in one way or another some type of musician right so yeah people are starting to, like you've seen it with and i don't want to spend too much time dropping too many names outside of our topic but you've seen it with the scare and the hose mm. for a single yeah a lot of people were talking about the mix people who generally you wouldn't see that before mm. so i think the mix of certain makami people mixes there's one Mahami album that I really like, but I can't listen to it because the mix is crazy. And oh. that's the Spook. Oh. Spook got some joints, but the vocals are so fucking loud <laughs> that I gotta turn I gotta turn the whole song down. Yeah. And I, you know, I like my shit kind of at like a one-one. Mm. I said this along, like I, I I my inspiration for mixing comes from four AD records. Okay. Old four AD records tracks like Hands down, uh, Lush, Cocktail Twins, yeah, all of those bands that was on 480s. One to one, the vocal you want to hear the the vocal turn the whole song up. It works together. Yes. So that's you know I think Pray for Haiti is the void of any of those. It's mm. super clean. It's the it's even though it's super complex, it's very easy to bring somebody into this world mm. with that album. Yeah. You know? And I, I, that's an interesting thing when you talk about Pray for Haiti being clean. HBO, thank God. There are these uh, grimier moments that even the mix mm-hmm. on some of these tracks is grimy as fuck on HBO, but thank God stands out on that album. When you hear that song, it's got this mournful like thing to it. His lyrics are obviously very potent as we've talked about before, but like I think that vocal sample on that beat by August, it's just your one-way ticket, punch your ticket, I'm now going to transcend for the next three minutes. It literally is that. Sure. You're just going to float because the max bar- you know, his baritone, like I'm not into jazz as much, but I can imagine jazz heads just feeding off the baritone in his voice and it takes that whole level, it takes another level up. Yo, it's like a saxophone. Yes. It's like a saxophone, straight up. You yes. Know, especially you want to mention the term baritone. And it's, that's the thing, it's like, I was thinking about the role that the more minimal repetitive styles of beats play for me as mm. somebody who uh, has a hard time focusing mm. is that it's very hypnotic. And once the beat kind of gets your mind caught in the loop, you hang on to every word. Yes. Yeah. Hang on to every word. Just because it's like by that time, I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're in that loop. You caught up in that loop. And that was... It's, it's a lot different. There's not so much to distract you. So it's just like you said, baritone. It's like a saxophone on top of it. It's mm-hmm. like the, the saxophone, the, the beat is the constant, but the saxophone, saxophone is going all over the place. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, definitely. And this is the thing then people talk about how you like, I think you talked about obviously, you know, how you'd kind of introduce a new listener to Mac, but I always hear the same. I hear most F all the time when I hear when I first heard Mac when I fell in love with Mac there was something about him and most Def's kind of singy songy style sometimes he'd be bringing their melodies into his hooks or his just bars sometimes it's just melodious fucking bars he's dropping for us and um, 
I, I always hear that. Then I, I, I did hear someone somewhere, I cannot remember who it was, say he's basically a mix between Prodigy and Most Def. And I was like, oh, Prodigy and Most Def as Mac. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I went into that, but I just, I just thought there were you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, what, what, part of, what part of the UK were I now live in the Midlands, but I was in London. I was in London for a while. Okay, yeah. Where's Salisbury at? Oh, Salisbury. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I need to look at a map, but I think you're the only rapper who's mentioned Salisbury. Yeah, I met I met Yasin in Salisbury. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. What, on a gig? You know, what was that? Yeah, yeah. I was out there with Rap Ferreira. We out here first. Right. And um, he was back there. You know, nobody really wanted to talk to, to them because that's like, you know, that's those are the gods. Especially mm. like y'all seen and shit, but um, mm. I want to say what's up and he shows some love. But I only bring that up because he don't get enough credit for his singing mm. and his melodics. I don't think people. I was listening to the new Danger two days ago. Bang. I hit the jeep ready for the street, heavy ghetto sweet breezing through the evening. Bang. I'm on the launch pad for the warm blast, got the John Shaft cock back and loaded. Bang. I beat the war jump, body awesome. It's the way that you come, they got me going. Bang. I'm on the back stretch rolling. I'm playing back all the magic moments. Don't front, you know I got you, know I got you. And there's a lot of, mind you, his his albums after Black on Both Sides were quote unquote critically panned. Yeah. I think if you go back and revisit some of those joints like the panties and a lot of sing song joints on there, you don't really get any credit. And I think it gets overlooked. And I never once equated those two, but I can definitely see that. Mm. You know, and there's also something about Caribbean culture. Yeah. Brooklyn, very Caribbean place. Most people from Brooklyn are of Caribbean descent. Mm. Mock is of Caribbean descent. Most stuff is of Caribbean descent. Yeah. So and it's very big. That You can kind of hear that type of style in, in, in that rock, in their rhymes. Mm. Also, uh, shout out to Curl Castro, because that's, that's another one that, Big up, big so, up Castro, yeah. big big fan of him, and him. He's been on the pod a few times. He always smashes it. Uh, but, uh, that's interesting. You talk there about culture and identity, and Mac having it at the forefront of his art, his music, and his art, like uh, this painting on it. And yo, he's told me more about Haitian culture than Haitians that I've known. <laughs> wow, wow. You see, you see what I mean? Like, obviously, personally, They're over all here, very very proud of their culture. Though that's something that you mm. know. But I, it's not to the point where I've gotten, I feel like HBO is kind of giving, giving some history lessons. You hear stories about Papa Doc and you hear stories about like the mm. regime, but yeah, there's some pretty much, there's also, like you said, there's history lessons within it and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And as a nerd, you want to dig deeper. Once you see the art, oh, what's that about? How's he painted that? Whatever. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a few categories then before we wrap this one up. Um, oh, by the way, I'm not going to do any sample snitching, but yeah. the sample on this is incredible. The song that they sample as well is incredible. So yeah, no, we just had to had to, had to head that uh, give that a head nod as well. Categories, right? I have a few categories here. Uh, just a bit of fun. We're going to have before we wrap it up. Um, this one's called Jack and the Beat, right? The, okay. So, who would work best if they jack this beat? And it's not Mac. Who? Which other artist would you want to hear on this beat? Ah. Uh, oh, oh my days! Yeah, that's all I could think of. That's only like just without even thinking. I didn't even put too much thought. Ah. I can't. Rock, rock could smash it, you know. But I feel like we have a lot of rock songs in that vein. 
Yes. You know, that wouldn't, I, I, I think I got that. Yeah. Car's a really interesting one. Cause when I'm thinking of car in this car's music is a bit more, he's even said it himself. It's enshrouded from a place of pain and negative space. You use the of, term mournful. Yes. Mournful. Uh, very mournful. Yes. It has that exact same thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, love that. So we talk about, um, what if as well, what if same year? So this is 2016. I listed mm-hmm. a few artists, 2017, actually, I think you might have been. I listed a few artists that have come out that year. One of these artists, you could get a collab project with Mac. So one of these, Quelle Chris, Mike, Wiki, Open Mike Eagle, Future, <laughs> Playboy Carty, if you're into that, uh, Vince Staples, Tyler the Creator. Well, really, I'm going to say elusive. Oh, 2017. Oh, I'm sorry. You said 2017. I was not. You know, you know, I was listening. I just got hit to Rome in 2017. I think that was. I think Rome might have been around that time. Elucid and Mac. I mean, the easy choice would be to go for Woods, but I think that I think elusive would be great for that just because, you know. But Elusive's got the melody as well. Elusive's got that melodious thing, them harmonizing over. Oh, yeah, this could go a lot of different places. Absolutely. Who are you having on the beats? Because Earl's done a lot of work with with this guy. I don't know. I mean, I feel like because the common thread between them is August Fanon, I would say. But I think Nicholas Craven would be great. That'd be interesting. Craven. Yeah, I think that'd be because it would just give him the space to really bar out. You know? Yeah, he loves that. Mind you, the Craven Mac collabs, Let's Not Sleep, some of those are some of my favorite Mac just performances. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fit you like a $5 doobie. Truly, Dominicans that hit you in your rental with the Uzi. My uptown niggas in December with the Lucy. My downtown members quick to dismember the Thule. Disengage and be gone until November, like in the movies. It's like Columbia Records, collecting for the Fugees. I rate my own self, raping you records. Wanna watch me, motherfucking screw me? We got core records, you fucking goofy. Boosy, skin tight babe. Back when I had the same cut like him, I would have been wiped to play. I sops it up with a biscuit, by the way. Night or day, it ain't nothing to a killer. Life is great, I got a bad bitch with a big fat ass and nice titties. Vice City. Is this one elusive Nicholas Craven song? That's really good. I think it's called like 50 wings. Rocky time zone changes. He's my mind staying dangerous. I draw lines describing circles. Bitch, I catch you at the roundabout. The brownest sound. Waste not surround the town. Fire stick, torch, crowns accurate. Who are you really actually? I'm speaking on desire. Best she asked for me. The reason never mattered. Mark for impact. Gave an inch. Got an inch back. The game should have came with a chin strap. So I think that's for all the proof. It's amazing. That's probably my favorite joint on that project, you know, and there's some heavy hitters on that project. So nice, nice. Yeah, bigger pollution, man. Bigger Arm and Hammer. They've been dropping some absolute fire as well. Um, okay, and the last one then, we call it, we used to call it the Trinity feature because it used to be a feature Trinity. We talk about the 90s a lot. We talk about just how there were some feature kings back in the day who would basically sure. rip any feature and probably own the track. If you could have one of these guys on this track, who well, would it be? Well, I think be? the king, before you even go with the king of that, is Buster Rhymes. Yeah, he's right in here. He's right at the top, so I think Buster. Yes. Buster Rhymes, is, I think, is, is too hype for me on a beat like that. Mm. Um. Who is another option? Who else would you put up here? So, so the other options we have, 
it, we realised back in the day, it's Buster, Method Man, Red Man, Nas. And yeah. as we started evolving it, we were like, look, if you're really looking at it, DMX and Cannabis features were ridiculous. Like they were ridiculous when they dropped at the time. Yeah. So you could have one of them guys. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, anybody who knows my history knows I'm very biased towards Redman. Red, um, right. Yeah, but I'm going to rock with Method Man on this. I think Method Man Slow uh, it down. just got just, he has the cadence. Yeah. He has the cadence for a beat like this only because I don't want to get a new emotion out of the beat. I kind of want to still play. Mm. I don't want that juxtaposition of somebody who could be as hyped as yes. Red or Busto on this beat. I think it changes the emotion of the song. Yeah. You know? I was thinking Nas, back back in the day Nas, you know, like slow yeah. Nas, like just slow, keep it that, set, like you said, the energy, the vote, the samples bring in, the energy, the beats bring in, keep it on that level. Absolutely. Love it, man. I would like to see Nas do more more work with some of these people. It doesn't happen. And it's, he's had this Hit Boy thing, right? He's been doing this Hit Boy thing. It's finished. Oh, yo, now. I love the Hit Boy albums. They're not really popular within like the purest type of joint. But I'm talking about as far as like there's no Nas in Conway. Yeah. There's no Nas in Rock. You know, I mean, I know there's something else. I think there might be something else going on there. But I, I think Nas is definitely one of the greatest. But I think that he's not being challenged. I'm gonna go see Nas live tonight. Matter of fact. Oh damn! Snap! Yeah, Wu Tang tour. Oof, that should be heavy. That should be heavy. Yeah, that, I'm interested where you're saying that with Nas because he doesn't have many features on his last album, uh, Magic Three, I think. And I was thinking mm-hmm. it's interesting when he doesn't have a feature. Like I think he has Wayne on there, and Wayne bars out. But I was like, Wayne smoked it. Yeah, he absolutely. So he woke up. I, I said it on the show. He actually woke up. It feels like oh, mm-hmm. Wayne was awake for this one, and he went in. But um. It'd be interesting to see someone hungry, young, on a track, pushing. I'm sure as an MC, you probably feel that, that you have someone who's pushing and it pushes you to do a bit more than you would do, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he needs sure, that. yo, because it's like, you know you're nice, but it's not really until you get from people who are nice mm. in the same room as you. And then you get into that mode where it's like, yeah, it does bring something out of you, something, something like that you can't do on your own. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, AJ, this has been amazing chat. You know, one song, we went in about an hour and I love that. I want to know sure. though, for you, where can the people find you? What's coming next? Is there anything you want to promo? Uh, yeah, hit us up, man. Yeah, uh, you know, me and Still Tip Job just dropped our project. It's called Reoccurring Characters. Mm. And um, I guess I could tell y'all uh, me and Rap Ferreira dropped this year. Uh, I'm not going to actually give the date out because we got the date, but I'm just going to wait to more formalities. But, you know, y'all heard it here. Jesus, we've been talking about it for the last two two or so years, letting it letting it build its own legend while we while we traveled, uh, doing some myth-building exercises. You know, but other than that, reoccurring characters, Jesus, mm. Parthian shots this year, dropped this year, shout out to Televangel, and... Mm. Shout out to the Create It Away podcast. Really know what time it is. Yeah. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you so much. It's no, you've been delivering uh, just incredible music. Metatron's Cube was just one of my favorites of last year, and I'm not stopped talking yo, about thank it. You. In fact, not sure, yo. I was at a uh, Gujarati wedding this summer with yeah. an elder in law. 
uh, and we were standing there by the bar and it's like an Indian wedding and he was like, oh, the show's going well, but he's like an old school public enemy head. So I didn't know where yeah. he was going to be at. He's like, yeah, checked out that Metatron's Cube. It's amazing. I checked out that Billy Woods wow. as well. Amazing. I don't know who these guys are. And I was like, wow, it's like a 50 or 55 year old. You know what's really <laughs> interesting about Metatron's Cube is like mm. the people who like it, like Vinny Paz and like <laughs> fucking Core Mega. Cool. Shit like that. Yeah, like, you know, like, it's just, I don't even know how these things even, it's just one of the things, like, you know, it's, that's really one of the joints that kicked down a couple of doors for me. Mm. And because, like, me and Teledanger have been just making music so long, mm. it just happened so organically to us. It's just, this is just another project, not just another project, but mm. this is just our next project. And that luckily was, not luckily, because we've been doing it, but that was the one that, reached the people, it reached you mm. and, you know, a couple others. And ever since then, I've just been going twice as hard because a couple more people are listening. So Love that. Whatever you and Televangel have been doing, it feels like, you know, when you first hear, uh, I hadn't heard much of your guys' work. It felt like you were a duo. It felt like Ghost from Ray. It felt like... Well, a- so did you, I'm sorry to cut you off, you ever listen to Blue Sky Black Death? No, no. Yeah, so he was in a production duo called Blue Sky Black Death. You should look him up. They got a Wikipedia page and everything. They did a lot of stuff back in the day for like Hellraiser, Gene Grey. Mm. They were caught up in a lot of that Baby Grand bullshit. Which, you know, Baby Grand's like whatever ass label. Ah, but, um, that what it is. Because he did DM me on the side and started dropping those gems to me. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. right. Okay. So there's you a- know, anytime you mention us in something, he's the one. He, he definitely spends a good like he checks you he he watches you guys i don't really get the chance to do oh, too much mm. you know but anytime you do something he'll send me some shit he sends me anytime that y'all show us love you know like I'll, and from then i watch him yeah so i pr- appreciate that well, well whatever you guys are doing it feels so together it feels like you you two work so well together i'm always gonna look forward to what you drop yeah we're but... trying to like mm. even though we're not necessarily both from here you mm. trying to, not even trying to, I think what we did kind of take down a little door for the Northwest and a couple other people who are like in our region, in our world specifically. Mm. You know, like within the collaboratory shit. Yeah. Uh, tell Avengers at the home with Beats and me kind of doing things behind the scenes like I usually do. But I think like with a couple people who were within that immediate, if you check just the collabs, just like, you know, Nacho Picasso is a legend where, where I'm from, where, where I live. Uh, his him and Televangel's work go back. Televangel did all his albums. Yeah. Uh, wow. Milk from Portland. Um, yeah. We, we trying to, I just, when you hit me up, I was laying something down for Squad of B from the main attractions. You know, Squad of B and Televangel go back. And Wicked. I don't think, I'm, I don't think it's too uh, overzealous for me to announce that we definitely um, want to see Squad of B part of this this thing you know bringing these people from the era that i was really in love with that whole mishka blogman era that i was so mm. lucky to kind of be a part of in multiple ways mm. um giving them their next win yeah. and whatnot so yeah shout outs to Teledanger, who's got blacked up yeah you know. 
absolutely love that man absolutely and i think it's the fish that saved portland that album is incredible like again this is what's coming out of that that area and i'm here for it i'm absolutely here for it i, I know uh, there was a, a chat i think it was the call out culture podcast i know mike eagle and they were talking about this indie renaissance that's happening in the underground yeah i've seen that i gotta tap in i gotta ship some shit in a little while like later so i'm gonna have that on yeah tap in because interested to see yeah. what you think about what they were saying about the label aspect uh mike was like saying how um yeah it's amazing how there's been this growth but it can still go further and when there's more indie imprints when there's more indie labels out there working like backwards are working or people or like you know rhyme says did back in the day when mm -hmm. that starts to really solidify and emerge is when you know you've got something and like you said your area is going to be amazing to see just the it's like also there. the foundation of punk like when you had all of these early punk labels like sst records putting out black flag and mm. i believe like the minute band there yeah. was all of these smaller labels that like at first weren't necessarily driven by profit mm. but you know over time like with consistency like yeah that becomes what it is it's like you know you, you see what's the writings on the wall mm. print is on its way out yeah it's been on its way out for a long time like what y'all are doing is the medium so for now when they came down well i mean you know until it's time to make the next pivot or whatever in x amount of years but at this current moment i think it is safe to say that most people even me like when i was i got most of my podcasts listening in mm. y'all included when i was doing most of my commutes to work yeah traveling and things of that nature you know so i think that with as much as the world is taken out of us mm. we need to be able to just throw something on our ears and get our recommendations as opposed to making the time to sit down and read lengthy, lengthy articles just like you know mm. TikTok and all these things of the median attention span is ridiculous so yeah. it's just like we you know, there's pivots happening as far as media, there's pivots happening as far as labels. And mm. that's why I said within, I do wholeheartedly believe that within the next two or so years, the lines are going to be very blurry as far as labels, what it means to be indie. Uh, I was talking to Milk really quickly yesterday. Mm. And um, we were just talking about, you know, congratulating each other on releases because within the last two or so weeks, we each dropped something. Mm. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Televangels wins a mine too, vice versa, you know, so yeah. I, I celebrate those like they're my own. But uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I feel, you know, you don't really be knowing. This sounds a little, not egotistical, but I've been doing this shit for a break. So it's like, when people be making history, or when you be watching documentaries, or seeing things now, and hearing stories from people, and they always talk about, like, during that time, I didn't realize what we were doing. Mm. or that it would have or they go did you have any idea that it was going to be yeah I, so I was pretty much just telling him like yeah we are in that period right now yeah you know where like some history is being made at all levels you know and, mm. and you know the artists who are ahead of us their wins raise the tide higher for all of us yes yeah absolutely man what a way to end it that's exactly it man and uh, i'm here for that rise i'm here for that rise let's just keep pushing man i, I, I love to hear Listen, what's coming next you are very essential yo you to you and to all the people who take the time because they love doing this to have us on your shows to even give us that retweet like we we all 
play a role in this. Mm. You know, we all, certain people's role and passion might be on administrative sides. Certain people's roles might be on the other side of the camera filming the video. Mm. And certain people's roles, you know, to get together. You know, I enjoy these combos. I'm a fan first. And I want to uplift people. So we all provide a service to each other. So, you know, I'm just as thankful for y'all as, you know, some of y'all may be for me. Oh, big up, man. Big up. It's a beautiful thing, man. Community is a beautiful thing. Uh, So, Swade, before you leave then, I have to ask you what I ask everyone before they jump off. Uh, What is the last great piece of music you heard? Could be old, could be new, just the last great piece. Yeah, I mean, yo, so when ever since I got back to, from Europe, I've been like really switching it up as far as trying to figure out, not figure out, I've been absorbing stuff with outside of my algorithm or going deeper into subgenres that I already love. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a good amount of Uncle recently. Oh, interesting. I don't see yeah the british you know, man like for sure yeah oh, yeah and i've been a good amount of uncle i've been on my real down tempo type type of vibe mm. especially you know i always loved that shit but after going to bristol yes after you know eating the food and just walking those streets that all these greats did and just i've been really i'm gonna say I, the classic uh, i believe the science fiction uncle album i've been Yes. That was my shit through the airports. Uh, Marshall Allen presents Sun Ra and his orchestra. Mm-hmm. That's been, uh, these were all very essential to my traveling home. I had a very long journey home overseas. That's a three flights, uh, some lost luggage, oh. uh, 18 hour layover in Manchester. You know, that's just what the timing, the timing just made it like that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it's so those pieces of music accompanied me and I think that yeah ever since then I took that and just let these little Spotify algorithms bring me to more places of people I haven't even heard and I'm just kind of in like a wave of hearing music where I don't even know who some of these people are Mm. like I go back and do my homework but yeah that's kind of the vibe I've been on as of recent I'm trying to think about though I want to give I want to give a shout out I'm trying to think I want to give a shout out to like one of the peers though Mm. for that question see who I could lift up absolutely I mean, um, shit, uh, Rap Ferreira, Asiatic, Black Wizard, Lily Funk. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a bunch of little, little shameless plugs for the homie. Do it. Milk and Televangel, Fish That Save Portland. This is in sequential order these last couple of weeks. Mm. Hold on. We're going to start off. Arm and Hammer, We Buy Diabetic Test Strips. Yes. You know, then we're going to go rap. This is in order of, of drop. Rap Ferreira, Asiatic, Black Wizard, Lily Funk. Uh, Milk and Televangel, The Fish That Save Portland. Mm. AJ Swade and Still Tip Dub reoccurring characters. And I'm excited about two albums this week. Uh Pink Navel and Kenny Siegel, How to Capture Playful. Mm. And Big Spencer and August Fanon, Psychological Cheat Sheet 4. <sighs> very, very great uh month for music. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that's my my playlist is gonna be a shuffle of those joints. 
uh, I got to tap in with the new field too because I need to, you know, also round that out as far as you know. Mm. But it is what it is. What it is. So great music all around. Yeah, absolutely love that. When you put it like that, it just feels ridiculous. We have this much music. Like, oh my God, yeah. The, I'm still playing the Portland tr- uh, album. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. Um, but thank you, man. Uh, you take it easy. Keep pushing. Doors are always open. Uh, and yeah, we, we'd love to have you on again. I'm sure we will. We actually do have another one planned at some point as well on Rock Marciano. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, man, look, just take it easy. But yeah, enjoy Nas. Enjoy Woo later today. Yeah, no, too unfortunate you know all three of them ain't there oh get to daylight's opening up too so wicked i know i know that that'll be amazing but yeah man take it easy and uh yeah big yourself up keep pushing my bro we'll do bro cheers peace peace <laughs>